Hey sister, are you ready to glow up again? Girl, what's up? How are you? I really hope you're well and I hope the summer has treated you well and that you have had some time away from these episodes to continue on your glow up journey and to continue to dig deep and do the self-reflection and the soul work that you need to do every day as we continue to go from glory to glory together. If you don't know, we just came off the back of 31 days of journal prompts. So we were journaling every day. If you were a part of it, yeah, clap for yourself because it is not an easy task that we set, especially if it's not something that you do regularly. So if you completed that, pat yourself on the back. And even if you didn't, girl, that's fine. We pick up the pieces. It's about progression and not perfection. Everything is fine. Everything is literally fine. If this is your first time listening, what's up, girl? Get comfortable, make yourself at home. We are a family here. That's what we intend to be anyway, but we're a family here and we go on this journey together. Our mission is to heal, grow, laugh, glow together and grab a hold of the revelation of who God is calling us to be in this season. And the beauty of it is that we do not grab a hold of that revelation and just hold on to it. We make sure that everybody that is connected to us is affected by it. We do not just glow up on our own. We go back and we get our sisters and we say, hey, let's go on this journey together. And that's really what we be doing over here. So get comfortable and make yourself at home. We are officially family. What's up? I like to do this as much as I can, but I think that it is important to check in with oneself. And so sometimes when I ask you questions and I check in with you, it's more so about you being able to have a moment of reflection with yourself. When I pose some of these questions, you can't talk back to me directly because obviously we're not having a conversation. However, I do feel like it is important to have that moment to check in with yourself and self-reflect before you enter the new week. So I'm checking in on you like you really my homegirl because that's what you is. Like you my homegirl for real. I'm checking in with you and I'm asking these questions, but I do want you to take them. Don't take them lightly is what I mean to say. Um, take them on and actually think about them and reflect before you enter into a new week. So girl, how are you? Like, how are you actually? I know a lot of people will ask you how you're doing throughout your week and you'll say, I'm good. Less than highly favored for the churchy girls, but sometimes it's easier to say that than for us to actually face whatever it is we're feeling or dealing with. So um, that's something I want you to sit with for a minute. How are you actually doing? And how has your week been? What are the things that have been bringing you peace? What are the things that have been bringing you joy? What's something that you did well this week? What is something that you want to carry over into the next week? And what is something that you don't necessarily want to carry over into tomorrow? I want you to think about those things because your mindset and your mind space is going to set you up either to succeed or to fail. So I think it's important to have moments where we check in with ourselves and understand where we're at so that we know exactly how we're supposed to be poured into. If we're doing the pouring or if somebody around us is doing the pouring, if this is the only chance that you get today or even this week, to have a moment of stillness. I want to afford you that. And so for the next minute or so, I want you to find somewhere quiet to sit down and meditate and pray if you want to and just woosah and get what you need in the presence of your creator so that you can have peace and so that you can be in the right headspace.
I find that it is important to take those moments of stillness sometimes. So I hope that you benefited from it. And I hope that it is something that you can start to incorporate in your day-to-day life. But today, I've got something to talk about. I got something to talk about. We've been gone for a while, but I came back and I, boy, do I have something to talk to y'all about today. Um, So I know that at the beginning of the year, I declared that this would be our year of audacity. And I think the audacity was a word that came straight from the Holy Spirit. And I was like, okay, how's that gonna work? How's this gonna be my year of audacity? And I think with each passing month, God is showing up and showing out and showing me exactly how he wants me to have audacity. And um, usually when we get to this part of the podcast, I'll, I'll let you guys in my business. So today's no different. Um, recently, I think I've been in a season whereby I have been very self-reflective and looking back at the younger versions of myself. I was talking to my, by the way, I'm going to the Jonas Brothers next year. And um, 15-year-old me would be doing backflips. Me, at this age right now, at 26, I'm still doing backflips because I'm a Nick girl. Um, Nobody asks. It's not really relevant to what we're talking about here, but I just wanted you to know that. But (laughs) in buying those tickets for the Jonas Brothers, I was talking to my friend, and I've known her since we were 11 years old. And we were so excited the day we got those tickets because we were talking about how going to see the Jonas Brothers was going to heal our inner children. And so around that conversation of healing your inner child, I started thinking a lot about the younger version of me. If I was looking back a decade or even longer than that, me as a preteen or a teenager, what are the things that I used to wish and hope for? Who was the woman that I said I wanted to be? Who was the woman that I saw myself becoming? And when I think of some of the role models I had when I was younger, I saw myself dominating the world. I was a boss. I could stand in any room and nobody could tell me nothing. And it was just this imagination that I had that was so big. And it was like, no, when I'm older, I'm going to be able to do whatever I want to do. When I look back at the version of me that I used to be, I used to be very shy, timid. I wouldn't really talk to anybody. I kept to myself a lot. And if you were to tell that girl that I would be the woman that I am today, even though I'm still on my journey and I'm still evolving and God is still revealing to me who I am yet to become. But if you were to tell her that this is where I would be today, I probably wouldn't believe you. I probably would not believe you. Um, I say all that to say I'm in a season of life where I've stepped into a shift that has made me uncomfortable, but a shift that is necessary to do the things that God has called me to do in this life. And I think as women, very often, I don't want to say general statements like, oh, as women, but I was having this conversation with my friend and we both work in the same um, field. We work in marketing. And she said the office that she's working at, she's one of the only women in her department. And the men that are older than her in the department, they have a little nickname for her and they look at her kind of ways because one, she's a woman, she's a young woman, and she's a black woman. And we had this conversation. It was funny because we were like, I wish girls like us would step into corporate rooms and have the same level of audacity as straight white men do. I don't know. Is that controversial to say? But 
Yeah. Okay. My sentiment still stands. There are some people when, whether it's in corporate, whether it's in their day-to-day life, they walk like they belong in those rooms. There's no such thing as imposter syndrome. They walk into rooms and they know they belong in that room. And so they start to speak boldly because they have that security that I'm supposed to be in this room. And the conversation I was having with my friend, we were just saying, I wish girls, women, young women, especially would have that level of audacity and boldness in every room that they stepped into. And when we say we want to be women who have the audacity to take lead, the first question begs, what does it look like to be a leader? Not just a leader, but a good leader. I believe a good leader occupies space. They take space and they know that they belong in that room. They combat every limiting belief and every negative self-down talk that will tell them that they're not supposed to be in a room, that will tell them that they're not supposed to show up in this moment, that will tell them that they're not good enough, that they're not worthy, that they're not supposed to be exactly where God has called them to be. And when I was thinking about that, it also got me thinking about just the role that women play in leadership. I think in society, for the most part, we are considered to take a back step. Um, I don't know if that's controversial to say, but I said it. But we're considered to kind of take a back step and let men lead, which is biblical. And I think it's completely right to let men lead. However, I think women were called to lead in their own way. I think the way that women lead is different. And so we should never diminish ourselves and stop ourselves from stepping up to be leaders. Man, I think women are just so interesting because much like the nature of this community that we have, we don't believe in grabbing a hold of the revelation and healing and glowing by yourself. It is important that you go back for your sisters and that we heal as a community because we know how strong it is that when a woman gets a hold of a revelation, it means that everybody connected to her is going to be affected by it. So I was looking back at, okay, when we look at women in leadership, I want to look at women in the Bible. I wanted to make it plain and simple. I wanted to grab a, I wanted to grab an example that we can hold on to that makes sense for us. And um, I was thinking about it and I was going to talk about Mary, but then I literally, as I was recording this, I got a call from one of my friends and she was saying, it was so mad because I didn't even tell her this is what we're talking about today, but she gave me a better example. And um, what's interesting is in the Bible, when Jesus first revealed himself to somebody. He revealed himself to the prostitute at the well. Now, I did not realize that she was a prostitute. I understand that she had five men and one wasn't her husband. Y'all y'all really got to read the Bible. She had five men. One of them wasn't her husband. And so when Jesus revealed himself to her at the well, stalking, he's like, where your husband? She's like, I don't have a husband. He said, I know. And the man you with right now ain't your husband neither. Anyway, y'all got to go read the whole thing for context. But what my friend was telling me is, He first chose to reveal himself to a woman because that woman then went and told everybody. She then went and spread the good news. She then went and shared the gospel, essentially. Mary goes to Jesus' tomb and the tomb is empty. And she runs back and tells everybody. There are times we see women play a pivotal role in taking the lead. And these are just two examples that I could think of. But if even back then, 
Women were standing up and taking the lead. What less can we say about women in today's society, in today's day and age, where in our spheres of influence, we have been called for a time such as this to rise up and to take the lead. And I don't know what that looks like for you in your life. It may be in your career. It may be in your family. It may even just be standing up for yourself and taking the lead for yourself and saying, hey, you know what? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm, I don't want to live life this way no more. I want to do things in a new way. I need my healing. I need my revelation. I need to get my power back. Whatever it may be for you, when you take that step in taking the lead, and when I'm saying take the lead for yourself, Trust and believe you probably have a sister, a cousin, a niece, an auntie, somebody in your sphere of influence who watches the way that you take every battle that comes your way, who watches how you show up, who watches how you keep picking yourself back up. And that in itself is leadership. In you showing up for yourself, that is you being a leader because you know that somebody else is going to be set free from how you choose to live your life. I don't know, man. I just really came on here to say... Be encouraged and whatever it is that you are shying away from, whatever it is that is giving you anxiety or that is making you nervous, whatever you are scared to step into, whatever call it is, and I'm sure you know exactly what it is, something that is nudging at you to step into something. And I don't know if it's in your friendship circle. I don't know if it's in your relationship. I don't know if it's at work. I don't know if it's even in you stepping out and starting a new business. I don't know if it's you stepping out and not being afraid to talk to people. Whatever it may be, I just want you to know that you are called for a time and a season such as this. And all you have to do is step into it. Even when you feel like you don't got it, even when you feel like you don't know where it's going to come from. At the end of the day, really and truly, God is just looking for your heart. He wants your obedience. And so if he's giving you a task that feels bigger than you are, if he's giving you something that feels like you don't have what you need to step into it, if it feels like God is calling you to take the lead in any area of your life, I want you to know that you don't have to have all the pieces. You don't have to have it all together because Here's the here's the kicker. He gives you what you need. You find it at his feet. You find it in his presence. Your job is to say yes to the call. Your job is to say yes to the call. Demons will tremble. Chains are going to have to fall. Things are going to have to back up off of us. The things that have been tormenting us are going to have to back up off of us as soon as we grab a hold of that audacity to take a lead. Mm, I mean it. I really do mean it. Oh no, man. Today, I just wanted to come on here and encourage you to let you know that even if it feels small and even if it feels like you're not the one for the job, I don't know who this is for, but I pray that it meets you at your point of need. And if it's not for this season, then I pray that you would take the word and hide it somewhere safe until it does become something that you need to hold on to. And with that, we've reached the end of this episode yet once again. I love y'all. Like, I really do love y'all for listening. And even if you don't listen, I love you still anyway, because really and truly, we go together. We actually go together real bad. Like, we have to go together real bad because we're family and there's nothing you can do about it. So I am going to be your irritating homegirl, cousin, auntie for some. Yeah, I know some of y'all a little younger than me. And then some of y'all a little older than me. That's kind of crazy. Um, But anyway, <laughs> thank you for tuning in this week. Before we head out, I want to quickly pray into the next week. 
But I want to tell you, in case nobody has said so thus far, you are so beautiful, so fearfully and wonderfully made. There is a reason that there is breath in your lungs. There is a reason that God has called you for a time such as this. I cannot wait to see what God does with you in this season and how you'll continue to go from glory to glory as you grow through and stretch through whatever it is you need to pull up out of this season. Okay, girl, I love you. I love you. All right, let me pray and we can get out of here. Spirit of the living God, I thank you so much for my sister who is under the sound of my voice. God, I pray that this week that you would go before her. I pray that your hand would be so mighty on her, God, that she would feel your presence in all that she does. I pray that she would draw nearer to you in all that she does, Father God. I pray that you would order her steps, that you would ordain her steps, and that in all that she does, God, she has safety and security knowing that you are the master of her life. Spirit of the living God, I pray for every woman that this reaches. I pray that they would step into who you've called them to be in this season, Father God. I pray that you would give them every ability, every word, and every bit of wisdom to step into this season and to become the leaders that you have called them to be. God, I pray that these women would become women that shift something in the atmosphere. I pray that these women would be women who break generational curses. I pray that these women would be women that shake up the foundations of hell with the level of brilliant ideas that you give them, with the words that you give them, with the creativity that you give them. And Father God, I pray that they will be strong in you as they continue to grab the audacity to take the lead. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen.